It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball? What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas, and who, sir, in the uh, very skidoo busy shirt <laughs> are you? Uh, current producer, Matt Duncan. Yep, that's me. I just came from a skidoo rally in Lake Simcoe, and uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little sunburnt and buzzed, and let, let's go, you know? Nice. I'm glad you threw in the word rally. Now people are wondering if you're like anti-vax or you know, <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, there are a few um, of those people around. So, you know, with sure, yeah. sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure Wake stocks full of them. You know, <laughs> um, uh, if you are uh, coming to this podcast for the first time, we are with Raptors Republic. We are a Raptors slash NBA pod. We'll be yeah. starting with some NBA stuff since yeah. it's the off season. And right. um, yeah. Thanks for joining. I think we'll we'll bring in some some goddamn guests. Yeah. Uh, first mm. uh, first guest. Uh, I think he's done this podcast once, maybe twice before. I'm um, happy to have him back. He uh, is in my regular Tuesday basketball run. Really good shooter. Gets hot. You know. Um, hard to guard. Uh, fun to play with. Uh, you might know him. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm dipping into IMDb here. Uh, the main thing I'm going to drop, though, is a lot, there's a lot of good IMDb stuff, but uh, The Amazing Gale Pyle. You might know him from The Amazing Gale Pyle. Uh, comedian, actor, uh, voice work, uh, just all-around talented, awesome guy. Please make some noise, even if you're at home alone, for Daniel Sophie. Yes. This is good window washing music, you know? Um, what's up? Thank you. Thank you for having me again. This is my second time. Second time. Okay, second time. Yeah. Sick. Um, well, you got really good music. Sometimes people get stuck with, uh, dare I say, nightmarish music. <laughs> that was money. That was yeah. that was right up my alley. I appreciate nice. that one. Um, well, yeah. Thanks for doing it. Let's uh, let's bring on guest number two. Um, done the podcast a bunch of times. Uh, very talented person. My brother as well. Uh, one of my many brothers. Um, you probably know him from, from the Beaverton, uh, from Tony Ho, uh, from our show together, Rap Battles. Uh, currently, you're probably hearing him in the morning, uh, CBC Mornings. Uh, please make some big noise, even if you're at home alone, 
for Miguel Rivas. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard my song in a while. What's it called again? Like Sloppy Blob or something? Blobby Samba? Blobby Samba, yeah. Blobby Samba. Samba. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like an offensive name, bro. There's a, there's a sting they use. They were like, they create individual stings for you on CBC Radio. And that are like, you're listening to Mornings with Miguel Rivas. And then one is like the first one they showed me, like, what about this? It's just like Mexican horns. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you you don't know me and you just read my name, but still it sounds good. <laughs> You're like, I'll take it because this other thing I do, uh, my stings blobby samba. Yeah, is- so it kind of fits the brand. Thank you for having me back. It's been a yeah. while. Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's uh, get into this, uh, Maddie. Good sir. Um, you know, speaking of stings, uh, I think I think I know what's coming at this point. You know, every once in a while I get a surprise, but uh, we're in a nice uh, weird owl rhythm here. Uh, <laughs> things have been weird owl focused for a long time. Um, AI weird owl. Give me your uh, your weirdest weird owl NBA sting. This is Adam Silver. Huh? There we go. This is Adam Silver, Hong Kong. Trust in Maasai. There we go. Trust in Maasai. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is absolutely bottom of the line AI. <laughs> you can hear the stitches. Yeah, the it's the really. Together. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. Uh, let's uh, let's start with you, Miguel. Um Question number one is, uh, I think it was, uh, sorry, I'm just uh, refining it here. I think it was uh, Team Canada. Yeah. Um, So we are all in Toronto. We are Canadian. No, I think it was Jalen Brown. Oh, you know what? See? I don't want to be that. I don't want to tell you No, no, no. This is, listen. (laughs) I was going to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're ready to roll with it. Um, But it's not the first question. So thank you. Thank you, good sir. Um, (laughs) It's the Jalen Brown contract. Uh, It's the first ever $300 million contract. Um, Just an absolute gargantuan contract. Biggest in history so far. Uh, You know, a lot of that's on the way. I think Shea Gilgis-Alexander is projected to get a $400 million contract. Uh, He is offering an extension. Um, Yeah, the the, the money is absolutely wild, Um, you know, which is sort of in contrast to, what you hear about the regular season and the, and the product of the NBA, uh, which I always find interesting, but that's, that's kind of a different conversation, but you know, the money's there, the cap is on the rise. Um, and business is good. Business is good. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously people are ripping on Jalen Brown, you know, you can't dribble a lot of turnovers, big contract, et cetera. But uh, I, you know, we, 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 you can touch on it briefly, Miguel. Uh, but what we're looking for here is uh, uh, the, Maybe what we'll do is sort of like two rounds here. Let's let's all pick our best contract, or like our highest value non rookie contract, um, and then yeah, if you want to, you know, say anything about Jalen Brown's contract. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think the Jalen Brown contract, like in isolation, when you look at that number, it's like ooga. But hmm. the, it's the way the league is going, and with the TV rights up for negotiation every few years now, as opposed to that long stretch where they were not up for grabs. The, the, I, I talk about this a lot, but the sports is the last appointment viewing that anyone cares about. So the value it has for advertisers is absolutely wild. Even if there's a potential dip in 
growth of fandom for the NBA, which I'm not sure there is. It feels like it just gets more and more popular. Mm-hmm. There's, it's just such a valuable place for people outside of the NBA to put their money into to sell things. And the NBA is cashing in and doing well. And, you know, the cap is just going to, it's supposed to go up by like 10% every year for the next 10 years. You think these numbers are crazy. There's going to be some, some Saudi numbers within the decade, I think. Mm. And, uh, you know, if, if the NBA is making that much money, it should go to the players. I really mm-hmm. think even biggest contract ever as a phrase it was usually given to the best players when it wasn't the sky, the, the cap wasn't mm-hmm. skyrocketing, but now it feels like the there's going to be a new highest contract ever every summer. So yeah. kudos yeah. for Jalen for just timing out his contract. Totally just worked out well for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, shall I launch into a couple of my my best contracts? Yeah, yeah, let's hear let's hear your best value contracts. Okay, I'm going to start with some homerism. I got three. I got three. Tell me okay. that's too many. My homerism has got to be OG Ananobi. It's only yeah. one year left, so you're you're looking at an extension or a new contract. But in hindsight, and then looking forward, just including this upcoming year, man, is that a high-value contract for an all-NBA defender who absolutely has the potential at any given year to take a leap into being the defensive player of the year. And, you know, if the offense really works out, maybe an all-star. I feel like that is a crazy mm-hmm. high-value contract. Another contract that's super high value that I think will also, you know, it's going to be short lived is, is Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail Bridges' contract with Brooklyn is it's so funny. It's so good. It's yeah. for what he's bringing to the team and what he's projected to do with the keys in his hand. I mean, you, you can't. How, really how many years that. does he have? He has a couple left. Let me, I had it here. One second. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to find yeah, it. He's got uh, two left, I think. He's got two left. Two left at 23 and 24, or mm-hmm. three, so 21, 23, and 24 for three years. Wow, yeah. That is low 20s for, you know, your number one scorer, I think is pretty incredible. We have to mm-hmm. see what Brooklyn, Brooklyn actually does, but they had, you know, some nice stretches last year, and they could definitely, in a weakened mm-hmm. East, put it together and had their top guys making 23. Yeah, if he, if he cracks an all-star in that contract, it's just like, it's just a smash. That's a smash home run, yeah. to mm-hmm. use baseball terms to talk about basketball. Um, the other con, the other one, here's my out there pick. I feel like maybe those two are a bit obvious, but my other high value contract is Eldon Johnson on the Spurs. Um, He's making his contract goes down in the last two years. He's got, yeah, he's got four years left and the last year he's making 17, Mm. 17 for Keldon Johnson, who scored 22 points a game last year. Now, of course, when Benyama's coming in and is going to suck up a lot of air, but as Freddie and me have discussed offline before, mm. you know, it's it's probable that Wembenyama's impact is more felt on the defensive end right away. Mm-hmm. And he'll be happy to let someone else take the scoring lead. So for someone making under 20 to give you under 20 mil to give you over 20 points a game mm. for four more years. I mean, I think that's just a crazy high value contract. Love it. Uh, those are those are all great picks. Um, I like Bridges, I sort of somehow overlook, I think, is. Is definitely better than my answer, um, but because uh, uh, that's I, I just didn't realize it was three years at that rate. Um, uh, yeah, what about you, Stofi? Um, well, first of all, the the three hundred million dollar uh, contract for Jalen Brown. I mean, I think it's yeah, it's easy to be like, man, that's crazy. But mm-hmm. I, and I, I kind of do think that it is for a Jalen Brown player. But I, but I hear what you're saying, Miguel. Like that's going to be the new norm. 
But I think we were saying this also like five years ago, six years ago, that these kind of contracts, you know, when they renegotiated the television, the TV deal, they were like, this is going to be the new norm. This is what's happening. I didn't see this coming. I didn't know that, that this was the kind of money that was coming through. I was watching this interview with Austin Rivers, though, and he was saying like, look, mid-level guys getting like 300 million. I know Jalen Brown, he's, you know, now he, he's, 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 all he's, a, he's, he's a top, he's a second best you know, player on that on Boston. And like, yeah, he's all NBA, all this other stuff. But, you know, is that money going to trickle down to those other players? Or is this all just going to go to the, the top guy on the team? And, you know, everybody's just throwing so much money at one guy, two guys. Because now Jason Tatum, he's going to come in even more when he, you know, resigns and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think it's good, obviously, for the NBA. But then you wonder, too, like, okay, five years, Jalen Brown's locked up. He's loaded. Is he going to play as hard as Jalen Brown? going to play like these guys making that kind of money and i and i mean i'm not saying they don't deserve it i mean if the money's there obviously uh take it and you and, want the billionaires run. to have it why well, yeah yeah no i don't obviously but it's just like you know is that is that same competitiveness and all that kind of stuff gonna gonna be there and will it trickle down to the other players too or is everybody going to be signing these like 10 million dollar deals and then there's like one or two guys on the team it's just like mm-hmm. you know uh taking all the money to to um you know potentially just sit on the bench and relax. I think, I don't I think know. What, what you're also saying yeah. is that the uh, $500,000 or $1 million prize for the commissioner's cup holds a lot of weight. Yeah. <laughs> $60 million a year. So they're going yeah, uh, to, commissioner's cup is WNBA. But um, yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah. cash incentive is really going to matter for these guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I, well, maybe uh, for, yeah, those, those lower level guys for sure. But anyway, um, I'll tell yeah, you. so that's that's what I, that's what I'll say about about that. We'll 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 see what other contracts come through and mm-hmm. how it all plays out. But um, as far as I mean, I think uh, Miguel, you took you took the the good contracts um, that I was thinking too. Um, I don't really have anything much to add to that one. Um, bad? Did, did we mention Zion Williamson on a bad deal? I, like I don't think we got uh, that. No, oh, but yeah, I. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, that, yeah. I, I think that's mm-hmm. interesting. If you want to, uh, like, if you didn't have any good ones, we could jump to bad because I think, yeah, let's open up the Zion conversation. Yeah, because I don't really have any, uh, any, any like great ones. I mean, uh, which one was I thinking aside from what uh, Miguel said? Uh, oh, Jalen Brunson. I like, I like him. He still has two years left, and he's he's twenty four million. I mean, this guy mm-hmm. is out of control, uh, playing really, really well. So I think. You know, they still have him on, I think, two years. So at 24, which, I mean, he's going to be owed a lot of money later on. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll at this point. another good one if you want. I mean, sure. I'm sure you had one, another one. but Sure, I got, a, I, got, I got a couple. But, yeah, I'm just going to say that I think with where the money's at, if you're an all-star and you're making less than $30 million, it's like, it's a pretty, it's a really good contract. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the only other one I was going to say that's really good is Colin Sexton. I know he had, yeah, a, down yeah, year. He had yeah. a down year last year, kind of. That too. You know, the yeah. trade acclimatizing to the literal climate of Utah. Mm-hmm. But if he turns it around and gets back on the trajectory that I think most people expect from him, he's making 18 a year yeah. for like four years. That's yeah. crazy. That's a super high-value contract if he delivers. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, like my my good contract, Lowry Markinen, uh, similar Utah, mm-hmm. is making less than twenty million dollars, and was looks like he's gonna be an all star for 
you know, the remainder of that contract. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's let's talk Zion, Sophie. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, oh boy, oh boy, Zion's contract. Oh boy, oh boy. I mean, it's it's bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he's owed thirty six million uh, this season and 38, 41, 44. So I mean, I mean, he's owed one hundred ninety four guaranteed over the next four seasons. You know, over those uh, five seasons. I mean, it's a lot for a guy who just hasn't played more than what I don't know. How many games he's played? 40 games? Or he's, he's played something like less than a quarter of his eligible games. Oh, as an, my as an God. NBA player. That yeah. breaks my heart a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know if there's any indication that this guy's going to be healthy to even make it through a season, right? I mean, if he plays, the guy's unreal. Like the, the numbers he puts up are ridiculous. When, when he had a 20 game stretch last, <clears throat> last year, I guess it was, it was in November, December, he was playing and you were like, this is this guy's incredible. This is a top yeah. ten player in the NBA mm-hmm. immediately. Totally, but yeah, can't yeah, can he stay healthy? Yeah. Um. That's yeah. Cool. Is there is there any uh, is there any others that that pop out to you that are bad? Well, I mean, I don't like Ben Simmons, but I mean, he's only got one year left yeah. on this one. Yeah, um, that that night, that that contract nightmare is almost over. My my yeah. my big bad one, and I feel like there's still lots of time sort of for him to play into it but it definitely did seem you know reactionary at the time mm. uh is jordan pool uh, i think yeah. someone who you know obviously had a huge huge run uh but i think most people would say he's, he's 23 right so you're like i'm, yeah. I'm always low to sort of like count players out before 25 26 um but i think it just doesn't really seem like he's headed towards being you know an all-star uh mm-hmm. and is is paid like for sure all-star money um uh, I, I had him here one second it was um he's starting at uh 20 oh here we go so it's yeah uh 28 30 33 35 yeah yeah um but i mean whatever uh washington um you know he'll have the all the shots he can handle there so so maybe he's sort of like I don't know if there was like he needed the ball more to be effective. We'll we'll figure that out quick. Washington is a cursed franchise. It feels like no one can truly succeed there. I don't know why. I don't even have mm. a suggestion as to why. It just feels like a place where people go to not succeed. Mm. I, I mean, also, yeah. No, okay, uh, yeah. I, I'd also go with DeAndre Hunter. I mean, I don't know if you saw that contract. I mean, it's not like a crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of money though. It's yeah. a lot of money for for, for DeAndre. Like for. Yeah. I mean, I think he's the, he is the epitome of that kind of like, you know, role player guy on a team that's, mm-hmm. you know, he's not off the charts, but he signed a good deal for himself, you know, mm-hmm. when he did. So, yeah, another guy I had was uh, um, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., real young player as well. Mm-hmm. But the, and, and, you know, I think like the the previous king of like big money not all stars CJ McCollum right <clears throat> he's still got three years on his contract he he might he might like make more money than anyone that's never made an all star but Mike and Conley he, was running that game for a while too right he was yeah but Mike Conley was always like a snub he yeah, was yeah. he like, was like, oh, he he was like right on the yeah yeah right on yeah. the fringes of making it I got I got two contracts here that are more controversial, maybe for bad contracts. Sure. So so this is maybe not a bad contract anymore because there's only this this upcoming season left. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a trade chip 
for people who mm. want to get rid of cash. But Tobias Harris making just about mm. 40 mil a year yeah. feels like yeah. a joke. He does not contribute at that level in any capacity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in this climate, he's probably worth 18 now, maybe 20. Yeah. And so a few years of co- contract at that scale was pretty high. Um, and since we all just agree there, I'll jump to the next one, which is, this maybe this is controversial. Maybe it's not Rudy Gobert's contract. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah because that's sure. definitely, he's, definitely. He's he's poised to make in his last year uh, like 46. So he's mm. got 41, 43, and 46 still. And I don't know. I love big men. That's like my – that's what I used to play. It's what I still love to play style-wise even though I'm not actually a big man mm. when I play pickup <laughs> with you guys on Tuesday. And it's yeah. like he, he just doesn't – contribute to winning in the way that you would want he's obviously so skilled and he's amazing at defense and maybe there's another gear he can hit although it seems unlikely at this stage in his career Mm. the idea that three years from now you're going to be paying him 46 million he's right up there in the top tier of the top paid nba players Mm -hmm. and how many playoff series wins has he like fully contributed to none yeah i don't know yeah seems like a bad contract to me Yep. Yeah. Um, a good contract uh, that that I, I wanted to mention as well was um, uh, Marcus Smart. Uh, he's got like 17, 18, and then twenty one. So you have Marcus Smart for three years, uh, and you know he's not making as much money as like you know potentially like a Gary Trent, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, and to think about what what Marcus Smart brings to his team versus what Gary Trent brings to the Raptors, here, it's not even a, not even a close comparison. Not yet, anyway. Yeah, sort sort of a stray there for Gary. Sorry, Gary. Um, <laughs> I got I got another good one here. Sure, Wendell Carter Jr. on Orlando. I mean, where's he at? Like, How much is he he's he, he's uh, so thirteen million uh, wow. and then eleven and then ten. It goes down. Wow, ten uh, million for anyone is crazy. Yeah, and it's and he's. Good man, Wendell Carter's yeah. on Orlando. He played, played, you know, really well for them. So that's a bit of a steal, I think. But, yeah. I like it, um, and I and I'll disagree on the Kevin Porter Jr. I think that okay. I, I like I like him. I like him a lot, and I think he's. I think that's that's he's going to play better than what he's worth in the next like season or the season after. Where does he rank on the Porter Jr. rankings? Because there is enough people <laughs> named Porter Jr. in this league. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a, a, a scale of what kind of Porter Jr. are you? I yeah, like I, I feel like he's the second Porter Jr. <laughs> above Otto. He's got to yes. be above Otto. He's above Otto. <laughs> but I think yeah, Michael Porter Jr., I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Michael Porter Jr. just signed a nice big contract, mm-hmm. but you yeah. know he's a, a glue player on an incredible championship. championship. So, That's it. That's right. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, yeah, I think I think that about does it. Um Stofi, let me hit you with uh, question number question number two here. Um, mm. Let's see if I can remember the order. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, okay. No, okay, so okay, we're, I think we're still not at Canadian basketball rotation. Uh, Matt, my bad. I think that was the next question you said. Yeah. Wow, I, I am really, I am really scattering here. Oh, okay, it is hilarious. The host uh, with the most. You no, know, listen, this guy's never great. doubt Matt. That's my first. That's yeah. that's. Yeah, yeah. He's even that's pulling a, away the graphic as you say it yeah. incorrectly. Yeah. yeah, he should have just had like a confused, put in a graphic of a confused clown <laughs> falling down. Um, Matt, I give you permission to do that. Um, 
Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, um, the, the the qualifiers are coming up. Uh, obviously, there are some notable Canadians mm-hmm. uh, not playing. Um, you yeah. know, there's like uh, obviously Wiggins is sort of like. He'll always be like, like you know, fairly high on the list as like, you know, he has played. Uh, yeah. Took him a long time. Was good when he played, um, but mm-hmm. you know, is absent from this roster. And then you, you got some rookies, right? Nemhard. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you also have um, Matherin. I didn't see Sharp here either, right? Yeah. Um, so I think no I, you know, no Sharp feels like two stubs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, like I, I feel like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of guys who are sort of wanting to you know talk about money wanting to secure like a bigger bag before they potentially mm. hurt themselves in international play um and i'm sure their agents like listen you're you're just not getting paid anything to pay for, what, play for what a dream to be alive in this time if you care about canada <laughs> basketball though where you can let players of that high quality like like madrin for instance not they're not on the roster and it's like that's okay we got players that are like just as good and better that's true there's never been the wealth of talent available to canada like there is now and it just just keeps going up and up and up it's yeah it's I, I, thrilling. a dream but also a nightmare because <laughs> they have not you know it just hasn't happened yet um mm-hmm. who oh god who uh, did we lose to wasn't croatia um I forget who we lost to, but it was in overtime. Oh, and it was uh, what's the super tall point guard that was on Washington at the time? Yeah, it's, it's not Euro Slokar. Um, uh, no, it was oh my uh, Washington. Like, Thomas Sadaransky. Sadaransky. It's like a Sadaransky. Sadaransky. It was a Sadaransky, Sadaransky fadeaway. Oh god! See, see, that's like right now. Yeah, we're like Canada basketball is still in that like in that place where it's like, what the hell? We have you know. Yeah. We have more players uh, in the NBA than any other country, not the United States. Uh, we've now passed the sort of point of um, more Canadian players have played in the NBA historically than any of the other major powerhouses like France, Australia, Spain. Um, so Canada is like the official, in terms of player, number two basketball country in the world. Um, and it just keeps going up and up and up. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's incredible. But um, we do need to uh, make the Olympics and com- win a know, medal. Be- yeah, exactly. Medal. So, but well, first things first. So we need to qualify for the Olympics. Um, mm. And and that's the summer. So this is the qualifying team. Uh, that that's kind of the 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 caveats there. But uh, let's start with you, Stofi. Give me like your um, your like you know whatever your eight nine man rotation. Um, well, I mean, you go with the, you go with your A-listers, obviously just to, just to, your, your, uh, your backcourt of, uh, Jamal Murray and, and, uh, Gilgis Alexander. I mean, they're, I, I think that's your, obviously your, 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 your centerpiece. Like those are the, those are the guys that are going to run your ship. Uh, then you go with RJ Barrett, obviously. I mean, he, uh, Dort, you gotta love Dort. Brooks, you gotta go Olenek, but I, I think yeah, I, I like uh, Zach Edie. Is it Edie? How you pronounce that last name? Yeah, uh, I like him as well. Um, I think that's seven that I, I mentioned. I mean, and obviously uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker as well. Um, oh, and Dwight Powell. I mean, you. I mean, look, eight, nine guys. To that all of those. All crazy. yeah. I mean, that's what's crazy. It's like you listen, like just your top NBA guys, like your eight or nine guys it's and Corey Joseph is even still there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like O'Shea uh, Brissett as well. Like, I mean, that's a nice, 
roster 10 deep, even if you, even if the other guys don't really see the floor against maybe some of the other uh, teams, but, and you know, you got Col- uh, Kelly Olenek as well, right? I think I already mentioned him, but mm-hmm. yeah, but man, like, uh, it, so, so that, I mean, I'm just, I'm just naming the obvious names, right? Like, um, but I think that those are the guys who are going to carry this, this squad. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. My, my sort of starters were, you know, we still don't have that kind of like dominant big man. And yeah, I don't yeah. know about Zach Eady yet. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he was good in college, you know, elected to not get drafted this year and play another year. Um, but just for, for like a kind of like, uh, you know, someone who doesn't want the ball and is steady. I mm-hmm. opted to start Corey Joseph. Um, wow. This is controversial. Check it out. So you're starting Corey at PG. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, your two, three, four, or yeah, two, three, four is uh, Jamal, Shea, and RJ. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of small. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're going Kelly Olenek at center. And then oh. off the bench, I got uh, Brooks, Powell, Nikhil, and O'Shea. Um, wow. And then so no Dort. You don't have Dort in your nine man rotation. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so, so I, you know what? I, let me, I'm going to put Dort over Nikhil. So if there's 10, uh, Nikhil, if there's just nine, Dort. But, um, mm-hmm. I'm always, I'm always like shocked when, when you read that Dort is 6'3. <clears throat> I know. He we always think eight. about him like a 6'8. Yeah. Like yeah. a 6'8 sort of like, whatever yeah, OG side, but like, like you yeah. said, the game plays smaller, right? Like, so I think that smaller and faster. My, my starting lineup is basically the same as both of you guys, but I'll, I'll say that you, there's no way they're going to start. Corey Sorry, Corey Joseph, Joseph. Yeah, Corey Joseph is not making the rotation <laughs> in my opinion. Really? He's, he's a locker room guy at this point. Yeah, yeah. Steady so, hand. Here you, here you go. Your PG, your PG and SG is Shea and Murray. And yeah. then the forwards, or, or I'll say at center, I think they're going to start Olenek. Yeah, I really think too. they're going to do that just because of his experience with the team. He's sure. seven feet tall. He also does not demand the ball. He's a smart player. He moves the ball well. He has yeah. international experience. And then I think the two forwards, obviously you're going to have RJ out there. You can't not mm-hmm. have RJ. But then for extra scoring and for size, because he's sneakily quite tall, but is actually a swingman, I, I bet you they start Brissett. Really? So it's yeah. Shea, Murray, Barrett, Brissett, and Olenek, I think is the starting lineup. Now it's about who closes games. Mm. So, you know, I think I think there's if if they're only sticking to nine, then we're gonna have the dream of every player in the rotation is an NBA player. And mm. I think the player who doesn't make that cut is Edie. Um, mm. but I think like for sixth man, you're gonna see Dort and Walker. But then the next big that they're gonna have, the only other real big that's gonna be in the rotation is Powell. Yeah, Dwight Powell. I, yeah, I, they, I, I, they'll I, ship out. They'll ship out Edie for garbage time just to see what he looks like. But correct me if I'm wrong, Freddie. But seven foot four guys, they yeah. struggle in the international game. It's just too damn fast. Yeah, I mean, you can uh, offensive goaltend, so maybe there's some stuff there. And, and, and he, I will say, he is like the biggest guy that because Canada is usually undersized at the big spot, so. Um, but yeah, you know, like I always wonder what what exactly is the deal because he said that he would play, but I do wonder why Boucher has never gotten. Yeah. Well, he first like, of all well, had. I think I know a little bit about this. He had a huge falling out with Leo Routens when he was the coach, right? Isn't that a thing? I know that was Wiggins too, but I think Boucher. Maybe I maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm misremembering this. But I think that was a different player. But but um but yeah. secondary to that, you know. Boucher's 30 now, right? Mm-hmm. 
I think there's there comes a point where you've done your time with your national team. I mean, I think Boucher would be incredibly valuable to this roster, but I get his thing about being like, now I'm north of 30. I want to get at least two more contracts. Mm. I need to focus on effective <clears throat> NBA playing. Stay healthy, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah and if, if I'm not mistaken, he's headed into his last year of his contract. <clears throat> yeah, so contract um, year guys never want to play, right? Mm. Yeah, which, you know, makes a lot of sense. Um, cool. Well, you know, I think... Uh, and then, you know, he has sort of other notable guys, Kyle Alexander, uh, Trey Bell Hines, and... Um, is Kyle Alexander one of the Alexanders? Like, is he in that family? Mm. I, don't, I don't think so. I don't Because you, know, so. you know Shea and Alexander Walker are cousins, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yes. And Nikhil I mean, Alexander. I knew they were... I knew they were related. I thought they were brothers. Cousins. Cousins. Yeah, I think cousins. Right. Um, right. Also, yeah, if we do make the Olympics, you know, throwing on uh, hopefully like, you know, Wiggins and Sharp and Matherin and... They're still uh, going to have the no Nemhard's problem. Is, still, yeah, it's still it's still a major thing to know. Also, wait, uh, um, uh, who, who's it for Memphis? There is, um, well, what's his name? The big, uh, not, um, why, why am I blanking out here? Uh, okay, I'm gonna have to do bad podcasting here and look it up. Um, he's like a he's, he's like a pick and roll dude. Um, on Memphis, on Memphis, Brandon Clark. Oh um, yeah! Oh my God, Brandon Clark. Yeah, another good contract, by the way. Yeah, yeah. great contract. Um, I, I wonder what his deal is. Uh, yeah, because I feel be like he'd be it. very, very useful on this team. That's interesting. I'll call his agent. Um, yeah. He's making up. 12 a year for the next four years. Wow. For what he delivered last year, that's a crazy steal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Buddy, you secured the bag. Come play for Team Canada. Um, we still have Nate Bjorkren, uh, and uh, we know everybody loves him. So, um, okay, let's, uh, let's do some Raptors stuff. Stay tuned after the break for more Confederacy of Dunks. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Maddie, good sir. Please give me your uh, your weirdest Raptors weird owl sting. Hey, Bobby Webster. Yeah. So strained. Hashtag we the North. There we go. Was I gotta ask? Was was one of the AI prompts? Was it Weird Al singing about the Raptors, but also being strangled? Yeah, and it's in crushed windpipe, Weird Al. Yeah, paging sounds like paying, but like it sounds like a last gasp of life. Paging, Bobby. Yeah, like like that's definitely like a yeah a call for help. Like you've fallen and you can't get up. It was back when ChatGPT was in beta, so it's a little you know they've come a long way. Yeah, they've come a long way, but we're gonna stay where we are. You know. Yeah. No. Um. 
Uh, this is the uh, the official silly segment of the show. Uh, Maddie's going to kick it off. Uh, listen, it's absolute dead of the summer here. This is sort of the only dead time yeah. of the of the NBA calendar. Uh, I think even you know uh, optimistic fans and uh, patient fans are sort of down uh, on on this Raptor squad, which is fair. Uh, and you know, I'm looking for a rebrand. So you put your, put your marketing, uh, you know, yeah. earbuds in and, um, and, and give me, give me some sort of we the North. So something that is going to inspire people to have fun with this team, regardless of outcome. Uh, Matt, are you going to kick it off? How are you, you know, how are you kind of keeping fans engaged with this season? Well, I think that they do need to embrace fun. That's what Masai wants. He wants the team to be a little more fun to watch. I don't think they're going mm-hmm. to be better than last year. I think I think that they're going to be pretty bad. But bad is the new good. So let's embrace <laughs> okay. the bad. Okay, let's have fun with the bad. Let's <laughs> Let's like... I think the players we go, we got to encourage everyone to not get tight out there. You know when the mm-hmm. when the shots aren't landing and stuff. Uh, you know how I love a wet court. So yeah. love it. <laughs> I'd like I'd like to at a certain point in the game when things are getting a little tense when when the players are getting a little hot. Hashtag wet sure. the court. They're gonna start handing out some some uh, water guns and <laughs> they're gonna start spraying. There's gonna be a mist. It's gonna be like Wonderland. You know, there's gonna be a nice mm-hmm. mist going around the uh, Scotia Bank. And uh, hashtag uh-huh. wet the court. Let's get the court wet. Let's get some smiles on those players' faces. Let's cool yeah. them down a little bit. Everybody's wet, having a good time. Uh, it's gonna be, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's liven it up a little bit. Maybe, sure. maybe the maybe the path to the bench when you come off the court can be a slip and slide. Oh yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, crocodile mile to get on the court on the slip and slide. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah I think I, I have an old know, crocodile think... mile. I'm gonna check in my garage. I might have one. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think yeah. we all remember when uh, in Dallas, uh, Siakam, you know, was like just on an absolute like MVP style heater, and then. Uh, hurt his groin on the the wet part of the court. So yeah. I think we want yeah. stuff like that every game. <laughs> yeah. for every no, player. Like, the more if it's wet, more of the time they're going to get used to it. They're going to adapt. They're going to evolve. So yes. they'll have to design yeah. new shoes, and then you can Absolutely. sell those. Absolutely, there'll be little suckers on the bottom of the shoes. It'll be fun. Good. Yeah, maybe throw some flubber in there. <laughs> um, I know. Uh, I know Jamal Murray trained in the snow, right? So it could be sort of like a. Mm. Um, you know, a slippery thing, a wet thing. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, Matt, whenever you hear, whenever you hear about a, a, a NBA player being like, "I'm so, I'm so grateful for my dad. He made me go put my fingers in the snow until they froze, and that's why I'm good at basketball." You're like, these are not uplifting stories. These sound <laughs> <Yeah>. like nightmares. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a little bit scary. Um, okay, though. Uh, a hashtag wet the court. Uh, I think <laughs> I like I, it. Could take off. I think fans would definitely. <laughs> I uh, enjoy, you know, being sort of like, uh, you know, dangerous and weird. Um, <laughs> you have a splash zone. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, and then, you know, for the folks that are like in the 300s, you know, you're firing a super soaker. It's not making its way to the court at all. So you're just soaking <laughs> people yeah, in their seats. Below. You know what I mean? Maybe, you're like you a know, pizza. 
like a, yeah, like a DJ party on a beach in a beach. <laughs> oh, you, you, yeah. you, you know how the Raptor comes on that like overhang thing and like smacks the thing. Yeah. Um, maybe they just throw like a water balloons from there, you know? Yeah. Uh, cool. Good. This is a good start. Um, Miguel, I'm going to hand it off to you. What's your, what's your rebrand of the Raptors? How are you sort of making this like, well, I got, I got a couple. Yeah. I'll give them to you rapid fire. Um, and we'll see which one sticks. You know, the Raptors have been getting more and more expensive every single year Mm -hmm. forever. That doesn't really show a sign of slowing down, especially the way the NBA is moving. But uh, it's hard to sell a huge 20% increase again to a team that is visibly getting worse. So maybe we can lie to people and tell them the prices are going to go down, and we'll borrow a little thing from the Simpsons and go, Raptors 2023, money down. No money down. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Just really drive that home. Yeah, it might good. get cheaper. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then the other one I have is Raptors hashtag hang in there. A little bit oh. not hopeful. Oh, that's good. You have like the it's cat. Like the cat. The cat. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then another one is Raptors act like you've been there before. <laughs> act like you've been there before. Just keep a calm, cool demeanor. I like that. Yeah. Act like you've been there before. Yeah, the like la- just, the last one I have is uh, the Raptors, the uh, 2000 and late. Ooh, sure, oh, sure. It's a reminder yeah, yeah. that we're so far away from 2008 when it was when it, it it's <laughs> yeah, been right. so much yeah. worse, guys. We remember yeah, so true. selling the championship and like, hey, remember the championship? That's already wearing off, right? It is. Mm-hmm. Like four years later, everyone's like, we we need another one to feel that vibe again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's been worse. Yeah, act act like you've been there before. I like. Yeah, because you you know get to you get to check the new fan the the Leafs fan energy a little bit, right? Exactly. Um, we've had some we've had some bad times. We've had some really mm-hmm. bad times as Raptors fans, and uh, I think if you're sort of like let's throw uh, let's throw everything in the garbage here, you haven't smelt real garbage yet. <laughs> you haven't lived. You, know? you haven't lived yeah. at the landfill like us right. G Raptor fans. Yeah, yeah. T- yeah. Take take a quick trip to Leslie Spit. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about OG and Anobi. I'm talking about we were there in 2004, guys. Oh, yeah. Yes. Come on. Come on. Um, okay. 95. 95, baby. <laughs> Stoff, what's, um, what's your rebrand here? Uh, okay, I got a couple. Um, controversial. They're both controversial. <laughs> that's, that. how you, that's how you get. Yeah. No, you got to be. That's how, that's how you get. I'm intrigued. So, look. This is big. You call it Canada's game. Which, okay. look, you know, that's hockey. Well, that's ho- sure. Then there's the controversy, right? But it was Naismith who invented basketball, and you just sure. own it. You just own it. You say, okay. this is Canada's game. And everybody gets upset and mad, but there's truth to it. Sure. Mm-hmm. This is good. Done. I love this. I love this. People are tuning in. Okay. Number two. This one's another controversial thing. It's going to be posters. It's going to feel like you're at a college-style basketball game, okay? Okay. And it's called Funk You. <laughs> funk You. Right? Sure. And everybody's just holding up Funk You signs <laughs> and, and yelling it. And there's a little bit, you know, it's controversial. Mm-hmm. So not going to work well on the Sunday afternoon family game. Yeah. 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 That's true. But it's funk. And Daddy, it's what are they saying, music. Daddy? It's funk music, <laughs> honey. It's, it's funk music, sweetie. Sure. And it's just, you know, that's. I, I look, you're going to get butts in the seats. You're going to get people talking about it. Then you can, you can, there's lots of musical tie-ins like we want the funk. Yeah. Fuck um, you. Yes, Miguel. You're on it. I'm on the same wavelength here. Funk master five. 
<laughs> Master Flex. I think that's it. That's what I got. That's what I got. I hey, like those... controversy. That's how you get people. <laughs> I like controversy. Yeah. Easy, easy. Don't be the fighter. Um, <laughs> this is good. This is good. Um, you know, I think uh, I think bringing back the funk is great. Um, I also like how you sort of played out uh, the the sweetie honey stuff. Like there's arguments uh, <laughs> happening. You know, people families are arguing, right? So yeah. um, we're keeping it live. Uh, he said like it was controversial. Lot. So um, I warned you. I was sort of thinking, uh, like, you know, Light the Beam was so fun, right? Oh, um, that was good. But, you know, it sort of gelled with, uh, it sort of gelled with, like, a team on the rise, which we may or may not have, right? Um, so, I think uh, our, our new coach, uh, Darko Ryakovic, um, mm-hmm. I don't want to put too much pressure on him, but I think I want to I wanna theme things in, in a Donnie Darko. Uh, territory. So that's kind of like we're loosely tied to like elements of Donnie Darko. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, it's an absolute must. One of the best movies ever made. Um, <laughs> good music, uh, good scenes. Drew Barrymore's in there. Um, Patrick. It's Swayze one of the best too. movies you've ever seen if you're a teenager and you haven't seen a lot of movies. That's right. Yeah. Um, but you know, you're just taking elements of that. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking that there's that weird sort of like portal thing that comes out of like Donnie Darko's chest. Uh, mm-hmm. and basically you give fans shirts that have like long kind of plastic tubes, uh, <laughs> and it can, you know, take them to a new dimension. Maybe you can expand it a little bit. If the game's really bad, uh, they can just put it over their own head. Uh, it's so, kind of natural for a chest pass too, right? Yeah, exactly. And then that way, you know, all the fans can like hook up and they're all connected. It's sort of like you can pass things from tube to tube. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking sort of Donnie Darko stuff. Um, and, <laughs> and, and you're skipping, you're skipping over the best part of pairing up with Donnie Darko, much like the movie. Nobody understands what's going on. With That's Rick. right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are confused with the direction of the team. Let's yeah. make it more confusing. Okay, <laughs> Pascal's timeline, Scotty's timeline. How about Donnie's timeline? You know what I mean? This is a time. Right. This is a multi-dimensional thing. Um, well, branding yeah. is easy, huh, fellas? Yeah, really easy. Ah, um, very easy. We just churning it out here. We're churning it out. Okay, um, let's uh, <laughs> let's do our last question here, um, which uh, yeah, I guess just is a, is a major downturn, but. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put it simply and, uh, and you can start Stove. Uh, yeah. you know, you know, you're a day one Raptors fan. Uh, is this the most divisive, uh, Raptors fans have ever been like, is this period the most divisive time? Um, or, you know, maybe there's some context, maybe it's like, no, it was more divisive blank time. And I, I guess mean, also why, you know, I, I mean, there was a lot of divisiveness, uh, during the Vince Carter, uh, times i i remember it being very like but mostly it was him that was making it yeah it was like anger at him yeah and then sort of like we were riding his highs and lows yeah definitely yeah uh and then we got an awful deal there and it was just Mm -hmm. you know just bitterness with the whole the whole organization and this at the other um but this is a pretty i think divisiveness on like what team do we have and what direction are we going i think is yeah it's it's pretty big especially coming from this championship you know uh caliber team and then now we're back to this kind of holding pattern it almost feels like like we're not quite a rebuild but 
you know, we're not going forward either. So it's like, what are we doing? And in Maasai, do we still trust? And like, people are really, you know, talking about that kind of stuff, right? Like, is this guy as good as we thought he was, or did he just get lucky a couple times? Right. Uh, I remember watching an interview with him, uh, uh, back in the day, it was on George Strombo and it was when he made the deal, uh, to trade Rudy Gay okay. and then, and it was DeMar and, and the Raptors were struggling. And then he, he, he it was like, he was going to do a full rebuild. Right. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he got rid of Rudy and he was going to move DeRozan. He was going to, but the yeah. team started winning and, and he was like, and Kyle Lowry. And he was like, well, sometimes you make a move and it works out. Not the way that you were expecting. And, and the Kawhi deal too. I mean, you know, that was a, a moment that just worked out timing wise. So you, you start to think and you go, is Masai as, uh, you know, is he the guy? Like, have we given him too much um, rope? And I think that's dividing a lot of fans. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not saying yay or nay. I love Masai. I think he's done so many great things for this Raptors organization. And I still trust him his vision, his process, but it's like, I think that's starting to really, uh, wear on this, on this fan base. Like, what are we doing? What are we Yeah, doing? no, I think, yeah. I think it's a really, really good point. And it's good. You started with the Vince stuff, right? Because I think mm. Raptors fans have all, you know, generally been a united fan base, right? They're sort mm-hmm. of like the, the adoration for Vince, the frustration with Vince, um, even sort of like most of the you know miserable times for the Raptors, it's like oh god, Joey Graham, oh Barnyani, um, mm-hmm. you know we're this joke. Uh, the U.S. doesn't like us. Blah blah blah. Um, uh, I think I would say sort of if there's anything that rivals it, it's it's kind of like the the deep frustration at the like the Casey Lowry DeRozan Raptors, mm-hmm. and and you know not believing in Masai then and then you know, that turning into the championship. So you, you had the fans in the beginning of fans who were like patient and, and fans who were sort of like, I want to sort of rebuild and trade every year. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think we're, we've sort of gone back to a point similar to that, probably worse. Um, but yeah, where, where are you at Miguel? Do you think it kind of centers around Masai or is it like there's the Scotty Fred stuff was a big part. I, of that I, w- I was going to say, I think, it's, right? I think it was like the personnel element that we had last year. And like, it, it, it was rumored around and we kind of all felt it just by watching. There was one or two like visibly visible on court kind of confrontations between your own players. Um, and then now Fred kind of freed from the Raptors chokehold mm-hmm. where you can't say anything has dropped more than a couple stories where he's just like uh, the subtext is constantly, I did not get along with Scotty Barnes. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and there's also reports that Nick nurse was wanting to leave as soon as, you know, the mid season hit. So I, I think there's a distrust in like that, that unity that we saw from the players in the past mm-hmm. and the Raptors have that sort of have, have the reputation of never leaking anything and it kind of felt like there's they turned into a bit of a, a sieve and leaked a bunch of stuff last year and over the summer. So I do think there's a heavy amount of divisiveness. But I also think that there's not disdain yet. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I think that there's a, a, a trigger finger kind of thing to, to blame Masai. But he hasn't really had that many down years. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they all kind of pile up in the last five years. But... Uh, he still has most, I think he still has the goodwill of everyone if he can pull something off. Like, I think this summer is a weird time because we don't know what's going to happen 
if something still may happen that's enormous that alters the trajectory of the fan base before the next season even starts. Mm-hmm. But I think if we roll through the next season with the exact roster we have now, it's going to get worse and worse and worse over the year unless they dramatically, for some reason, are much better, which seems unlikely. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I don't know if divisive is the right time. I think this is like, I would say this is the most confused Raptors fans have ever been. And I think a big part of that is we always, you know, as as day one Raptors fans, we spent 20 years, 15 years being like, man, I wish more people liked the Raptors as much as we did. Mm-hmm. You would walk around the city and if you saw someone with Raptors gear, it'd be like, hey, you're in the club. And yeah. now they're completely ubiquitous, right? The, the, the yeah. championship run and the years leading up to it opened up the tent and we brought everybody in the city and the country in under this tent to be like, the Raptors is the best. The NBA is the best. Join us. And they all did, but they don't know. They just don't know. And we don't have the answers that we used to. So I think there's a lot of just confusion swirling around. I don't know if people are quite so angry yet. Yeah, I think also just to that, it's that because this this league, the parity in this league is so crazy. Like Miami going to the finals, okay? That's just and they were in eighth place, I think. Uh, they yeah. weren't even eighth place. They they were playing. Yeah, nine, I think. Yeah, playing right. So but they, they, they were oh, they, they finished they were eighth. eighth. Yeah, yeah, eighth, they were, yeah, yeah playing. Yeah, that's a play. But like the Raptors finished ninth. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it. it and we had a four, you know, five hundred records. It's not. It's this weird thing because I think every team in the NBA looking at their team at the beginning of the season is going like, what are we doing? You know, unless you're, you know, Boston, Milwaukee and, uh, and Denver and Golden State and whatever. But I think most people are, most fans of their team is like, isn't this the squad? Like, is this, a, a, but they're all competitive. Like, uh, you know, anybody can, <laughs> anybody can do, do it, it seems. So it is an interesting time because you want to be hopeful and you want to be like excited because it's kind of like anything can happen. Uh, but uh, I think it's just like to not see any major changes except for losing Fred Van Vliet, you know, and getting Dennis Schroeder. It's just sort of like a, you know, it's, is a, that, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> it's a, um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's sort of, it, it does really center around Messiah, right? Because you know, I was just sort of glancing through it and, you know, since he joined in, uh, I think May, 2013, the Raptors have had, um, one losing season out of 11. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. But I think that, um, you know, the, the sort of like the narrative of the, like the middling Atlanta Hawks or, you know, being trapped in a middle space is really, really, that kind of nuance is tough for like the, not just a casual fan. I think if anyone wants direction, if you're like, okay, so your team's going to like, you know, completely suck. And then there's this there's this idea that like, okay, well, if you suck and you acquire all these picks, then the way to the top is completely linear. You get better every year and you eventually win a championship. Doesn't work like that. Um, Yeah, it doesn't. Um, That's 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 definitely my opinion. And, you know, I think you'll always have the Spurs who are like, yeah, we tank every 20 years and then we're good for 20 years, which is like, okay, cool. The Spurs (laughs) are weird and they're really their own thing. And uh, I don't think, you know, there's a lot of other teams that have been able to do that. But, um, yeah, at the same time, I think Masai's tenure has been long. So you can sort of – you can make a, a list of, like, his 10 best moves mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, a list of his 10 best – or his 10 worst moves, right? Whether that's like – you know, even Fred Van Vliet is, is an interesting sort of – I think that the, the narrative turn is interesting, right? Because it's sort of 
this last little bit, obviously there's some negative asset management, but mm-hmm. if you look at Fred's arc of a career as a Raptor, it's just, you know, hit, 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 hit. It's incredible. You, we were talking about like, you know, contract values. He had an all-star year um, yeah. and was making like 22 or $21 million. And, you know, obviously was a part of the championship team, et cetera. But, you know, maybe Masai uh, was at the, whatever the, you know, gambling analogy he was at the poker table too long he didn't cash out his <laughs> chips and, and yeah. get up from the table there um so yeah the, you know it's I, I think i think confusing is is a good way to summarize what's happening now and um I, i'm sort of not sure that uh it's going to get less confusing to be honest you know particularly with pascal and og and the way the season's being kind of like mm-hmm. you know set up but uh, yeah, uh, went on for a bit there. Any last thoughts before we wrap up? Happy to be here. Can't wait for Team Canada basketball. That's my main thought. I'm I'm obsessed yeah. with Team Canada, and I it just feels inevitable. It feels like a boulder rolling down a hill. You're not going to be able to stop Team Canada from becoming relevant. Honestly, I I, I think that would be a very great reprieve for for confused Raptors fans. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, let, let me bring Ma- Maddie back in here, uh, and, and we'll do some plug-in. Um, Stof, let me go to you first. Uh, what's up? What's going on? What do you want to let people know? Oh, I, I just recorded a comedy album, uh, my first one ever. It's Amazing. My, my, yeah, my fifth like special, but I never really recorded anything in like a comedy album version, uh, so I, I did that. Um, Incredible. A few weeks ago, it should be coming out in August, uh, late awesome. August. Um, yeah, excited about that. It's called, so, I'm doing my very best. So awesome. Like, so what, where do, do you know where you like yet where people are going to be able to find it? Yeah, it's going to be on a um, band camp, but you're going to be able to get it on, um, on uh, Spotify and all the, all the, all the audio album, you know, platforms and stuff like that. So, Amazing. Well, yeah. uh, we'll plug your socials here. So like, you know, yeah. Follow yeah. stuff. Make Stolfi sure you comedy. At Stolfi Stolfi comedy, comedy, baby. baby. Not a. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I threw an A. I'm so sorry. Um, it's, it's Miguel, what's up? People can hear you in the morning, but what else is going on? Yeah, check me out on CBC Radio. Um, I'm doing the mornings all summer. It's very fun. We play some great music, tell some great stories. I've also got a couple other things cooking that I can't really mention yet. Mm-hmm. They'll be coming. Just stay nice. tuned to my socials, and I will be heavily over-promoting them when they happen. Um, and also I was recently in a Hallmark film called take me back for Christmas and Beautiful. it's, it's quite charming and very Hallmarky and you can see that at hallmark.com. Amazing. Um, Beautiful. take, take Beautiful. you back like in time. Oh, uh, I guess no, it's like, it's like a multiverse situation. Good. Um, happy to hear Sick. Christmas is going in that direction. You know, that doesn't sound, yeah, that doesn't sound Hallmarky at all. Um, <laughs> I like it though. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, Maddie, what's up? What, what what do the people need to know about us? The same things as always. You know, RaptorsRepublic.com if they want to follow us there and read all the articles that Raptors Republic produces. And we have our own website, DunksPodcast.com. If you caught what I put up on YouTube, go to the podcatchers, listen to the full episode, and give us a rating if you can. We would really appreciate that on the Rapcast. So, yeah, that's it, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. 
beauty. Uh, Maddie, if you feel like we're done and we're good to go, please just give me those words I love so much. Okay. Okay. Listen to full episodes of the Confederacy of Dunks only on the Rapcast. Thank you.